Listen closely. The views discussed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts. Audience discretion is advised. And don't hold the shit against us. Man, what 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 are we drinking here? This Shiraz. Anyway, ooh, welcome, welcome. It's almost the end of the year, uh, huh. and y'all already know it's your host Luigi. Uh, I'm hyped. I'm hyped about the new year, uh, and I'm hyped about the podcast, um, especially because I I believe in February. The podcast turns a year old. That or March. One or the other. Uh, today's episode is a packed one. Um, not only do we have a guest, but we're ending the year with a bang. You know what I'm saying? The topic today, I feel like, is a topic that's been like talked about all year. And I and I just kinda wanna This is this is one of two more episodes dropping this year. So I wanna talk about some relationship shit on this episode. Um, and we're not just talking about just any, any regular relationship. We're trying to talk about the, the ones that matter. Monogamy and polyamory. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, um, first and foremost, I mean, you know what I was thinking about the other day, actually? Cause I, I went to go put my contacts in and I walked into the bathroom and, uh, I noticed there was like a couple cat hairs on my eyelashes. And I feel like people never realize just how much our eyelashes do for us because I always think that. I'm like, damn, you know, we don't think they're that strong, but they're actually pretty strong. That's irrelevant. But like I said, that happened earlier today. I just kind of wanted to bring it up. Um, That motherfucker working overtime, just like me. To call out the elephant in the room, Ibiza is still MIA. Um... So I'm putting the team on my back. You can call me the Beyonce or the Wayne or Drake. Uh, I'm a GOAT. Because <laughs> at this point, I mean, like I said, I'm just still doing it. I got to bring y'all the content. I got to bring y'all the conversations, the thank pieces, whatever y'all want to call it. Uh, but all jokes aside, though, um, for real, I appreciate y'all for still checking in with the boy. I appreciate y'all for... Just letting the show continue on the road because that's what we need to do. Especially with all these variants coming out. I got to bring y'all content to keep y'all inside, keep y'all entertained. Y'all welcome. I'm just out here wearing a cape, saving the world one podcast episode at a time. It's your host, Luigi. As always, I'm your host with the most. Let's get into it. Uh, here's why this episode's all about relationship. Uh, as, as many of y'all should know by now, Mine's a mess. You know what I'm saying? Everybody already knows. But I have friends. I have a lot of friends. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Not a lot of friends. But I have friends who are getting married. Friends who are engaged. Uh, friends who are divorced. Um, friends who are monogamous, polyamorous. I, I mean, I, you go down the list, I got it all. So, I know one thing we've done is, you know, we've kind of brushed about the relationships we kind of got going on in our lives, but we never really kind of dived into them. So let's do that. I've gotten close to a lot of my homies, and I've gotten close to a lot of my homies who are partners. Shit. Honestly? Honestly? I'd say I'm friends with some of them. 
and and we already know how you can't really ever be your partner's or your your boy's like girlfriend's friend. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always that weird dynamic that you always got to side with the homie. Girls, same shit. Um, but today I decided to bring along a friend who was a little bit more outside of the norm. You know what I'm saying? Because we're we all got somebody who's getting married, somebody who's getting divorced, somebody who's already done the one on one type shit. But I got a homie who's uh, polyamorous. Again, you know, busy topic of the year. Everybody's trying it. It's like it's like it's like uh, owning a green shirt. Everybody's getting one. It feels like. So I decided to bring the homie on here. Just ask him some questions, um, Charlemagne style, uh, and just, again, just kind of get into it. You know what I'm saying? So without further ado, presenting the homeboy. Uh, I'm not really sure if it's a homebody, so I'm not gonna try to make too many you know names off of that. Rainwater, how's it going? I'm doing great today, man. How you doing? That was terrible. Clear your throat. <laughs> Try that again. Oh my God! On the Wing Podcast, we bring oh nothing but God. the best, man. We got to we got to raise the bar, raise the expectation. That was terrible. <laughs> Try again. Rainwater, how you doing? I'm doing great today, man. How about you? <laughs> Honestly, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a it's been a cold last couple of days here in Seattle, but. I'm staying pretty warm, you know what I'm saying? I got a heated blanket, but I'm doing good. You know, work, I don't know. Like I said, the year's, the year's wrapping up. There's not even really much to say besides that. Man, I'm honestly jealous of the heated blanket. All I got is these annoying-ass cats to sometimes keep me warm. Man, the heated blanket's key. Um, I feel like sometimes that heated blanket, you know, does more of an impression than I do. Like it just did. He didn't even ask me about anything else. I said it, it was straight to the heated blanket. Exactly. But it is what it is. So Rainwater, I'm glad you're doing well. We've been friends for a while, so we're never going to beat around the bush. Uh, I'm dropping. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to start using this more. I'm not going to get into it. Do your research. That's a new thing I'm going to say all 2022. I'm dropping an episode again tomorrow, Friday, uh, New Year's Eve. Um, y'all going to like that one, by the way. And all throughout it, I'm like, yo, I'm never going to get into this. You do your own damn research. Let's move on. Rainwater and I have been friends for a while. I'm not going to get into it. Do your damn research. Bro, did you hear that Kanye West uh, bought the house directly across the street um, from Kimberly Kardashian West? Come back, Kimberly. <laughs> yeah, I heard that that was... Allegedly, it's alleged. Allegedly, or alleged. <laughs> yeah, it was alleged. It was alleged. But listen, that, that happened. He has been saying lately, like, "Yo, I want my wife back." I mean, see, this, the, this, this the, is man, the thing with relationships, man. My bad. I ain't meant to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. The man, the man, supposedly believes in like the sanctity of marriage and keeping his family together. But, I mean, it's not like he's doing much different than she is. Is he? I, I haven't heard about Kanye and the T.O. with any women. Man, Kanye has been with several women since this whole ordeal began. Where what do you at? Mean? I, I've not heard any of this. He was dating. Also, we're not, what date- we're not going to come and do in the Winnie podcast is Slender Men. Oh. Uh, Kanye has not done any- First of all. I'm not going to say Kanye's not done anything wrong or right. <laughs> I'm joking. But. Has he has he been getting with a woman like that? I feel like I haven't seen that from Kanye. It's been in the news that he was dating a model. He was living with a woman 
for a while. Kanye West? Yeah, even... man With the even, gospel music? Even Kimberly I'm was talking about he was he was living with a woman. Damn. Yeah, and Kimberly dark. be talking. It usually is the truth, because she needs, she needs it to be true. It's part of her business. But anyway, it's all good. Um, we're not going to send this topic too long, because we're just not going to be on here dragging black men. We're not dragging Kanye West, so let's get the conversation going. Some people are going to be upset about that, but it is what it is. Me personally, I think it's very passionate. Uh, I mean, I'm here for it. That, that's that. If that doesn't say I love you, I don't know what does. I'm buying a house across the street, so I can. Yeah. Okay, it's a, it's a little toxic. It's real toxic. <laughs> I know how it sounds, but I'm just saying that house couldn't be cheap. It's not like he just rented an apartment. He's not paying twelve hundred a month to see Kim Kardashian. Is all I'm saying. I think it's a little bit passionate. I heard Kanye's crazy, though, to be with, but we're not here to gossip. It's word in the streets, so we're not going to get too maybe, much into that. Maybe he just wants to have a house closer to his kids. That's That, that was the first thing that I thought. As I, soon as they started I just talking can't about have that. the house where Pete Davidson is coming across the street the other door. Like, no, I'm just not doing that. I mean, I don't know. Whatever they do in their house is whatever they do in their I'm house. I'm going to be real. You know? On that same topic... I'd kick it with Pete Davidson. Honestly, he look he looks like he smells, but he also looks like the type of white guy I'd kick it with. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he looks like he sweats a lot, but I'd yeah, also hang out a, with him. That's offensive to some of the white people we hang out with. Well, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that's kind of crazy. I just wanted to bring that up. I was scrolling on Twitter and noticed that. That was funny to me. I wonder how much that house cost. I'm not going to look into it. I just thought it was kind of funny. But back to the episode. Uh, like I said, Rainwater here is uh, living a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Young Thug said it best. It's a lifestyle or whatever he said. Living La Vida Loca. That's not even Young Thug. That's <laughs> what. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Rainwater, when did you discover? Like I said, we're going to do this Charlemagne style. Let me sit back. I should have brought some glasses. He always brings glasses. I'm going to sit back and ask you these questions all deep and passionate-like. And I need you to do the same back on the answers. Matter of fact, I'm about to start lowering my voice right now. Charlemagne style. Let's do it. Again, we're wrapping up the year, guys. I'm having fun with this. We're drinking Sharif. Sharif's? Shiraz. Shiraz. Yeah, Shiraz. Darif Shiraz. All right, let's get it. So, Rainwater. You know, I've been... I've been, keep, I've been keeping track of everything. I've been noticing how you move. And I just want to know, uh, when, did you, when did you personally discover that you're polyamorous? I actually had a partner that I was with that I was experimenting in an open relationship with that told me that she thought that I might be polyamorous, not just open. Because you can be open and not necessarily polyamorous. Well explain for the for the peeps what the what <laughs> the peeps. Explain for the people what polyamory is. So polyamory is like imagine that you have your regular relationship with one person but you may also have that same kind of relationship and same level of relationship with another person. 
and they may have that relationship with yet another person. And sometimes you may have those relationships together. And that is just where I thrive currently in my existence is just something I was trying out because it it seemed to fit the bill of what I was into. And so that's that's where I am. So it's like a it's almost like a love human centipede type shit where you all like kind of connected one way or another to each other. <laughs> I don't like the human centipede analogy, well, but I, I mean, kind of like I where guess, you all in I guess a way you could make the you could make that analogy. Because technically, you know, what you do ends up down the chain line to somebody else on da 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 I don't know. I've actually never seen the movie. So that was a very loose, like, use. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's fair. But not everybody's not necessarily what you would consider shitting where you eat. So, I guess so. There's, there's at least that component. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very much a cycle of a bunch of people kind of interacting with one another in one way or another (laughs) (laughs) all right man well i appreciate that i hope you know that kind of gave the audience a little bit more of a understanding of what we're going to be diving into here uh i don't know if you can disclose this i don't know if y'all sign ndas i feel like whatever i don't know if you can disclose this but how many partners have you had at one time? And how do they feel about how many partners you have? Like, is every... So, you, you, I need to understand. Everybody who does this understands that everybody's doing this. Not like everybody's doing this, but if if I'm with you, I understand you're with other people, and you understand I'm with other people. So, at one time, how many people were you with, and how many other branches like how how big is this damn tree is what i want to know <laughs> well i don't know that's that's kind of a vast question in a way but the nah, real brother, you got like one to ten if it's more than ten i'm impressed <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not more than ten definitely not um i think serious partners at one time i've probably had four is like four or five is about the maximum. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm down to three people that I would consider serious partners at this point. So you're saying there's levels to this shit? I mean, I guess. I, I'm, I'm really just kind of on the edge of all of this stuff, to be completely honest. It's something that I was trying out most of this year. Not sure how much further it'll go beyond this point, but I guess we'll find out. Okay. So, I mean... <clears throat> Alright. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Four or five partners. Damn. <clears throat> that you're all doing the same things with? I mean, not necessarily every partner that I have is all... We, we do all the same things with, or I do all the same things with. I mean, I definitely saw Spider-Man three times. <laughs> oh, shit. But, with three different women. Yes. Oh, but okay. one of them wasn't even one of my partners. I was just a friend. Oh, okay. But. Okay. So, 
see that brings us to our next question. Why polyamory? And how how exactly did you make it work for the four five partners? And why are you down to three? From where I'm standing, if everybody's just kind of doing this, I am thinking the number is gonna grow, not shrink. Floor is yours. I guess I should probably count it as four in a way, but um, that's more just like a best friend. <laughs> um, so you're not sleeping with all these women? No, with one of them, not any, not anymore. So, so the pack of hot dogs reserved. You're not just tossing hot dogs out there. No. That was funny. Honestly. <laughs> that was funny. It was. That it was, was funny. That was funny. God damn it. Um no, I'm not I'm not just tossing I'm not just tossing it around. Um I don't know. I am turning into a person who's more attracted to the psychological and mental connection that I have with people. And there's a part of me that almost wants to go straight into 2022 and just like change my number and cut everybody off and be like, Oh, sorry. (laughs) And just start, start from zero because I don't really know sometimes if what I've built is 100% what I'm going for, but I definitely love the people that I have an interaction with currently. So it's a hard, it's a hard place to split. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what, cause you know what I'm saying? As a guy, it's always, you know, like get as, get however many women you can get, like just tally them up. Body counts, right? And I feel like as a guy, a lot of times we we forget because I get it. I get it. Like you can have strong feelings for multiple people, but at least for where I'm standing, I think it's like it comes in phases. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have a phase where you just don't want to be with anybody, but I feel like eventually it always comes back to that phase where you want that solid connection with one person, like the the memories with one person. Because I'm at a point in my life where I don't want my memories to be split anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, I want to, like, yo, whenever I'm talking. Because you know the shit I fucking hate, dog? It's when you're talking to a girl, uh, but you've, like, interacted with other women. And you say some shit to her. And she goes, wrong girl. I hate that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, you know, younger me would have been like, damn, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're wrong one. Because I'm just out here in the streets. But. Like older and hopefully more mature me is like damn like I don't I don't like that like I I want I need to be talking to the same person all the time, <laughs> so that's where I'm kind of at with it, but that's also just because I already don't like talking to people period so I couldn't imagine doing it for four or five of them, cause I'm shit you I we text so you already know you already know like it's just already not there for me so, I mean yeah I guess that's fair I. I don't know. Growing up, I was raised as one of Jehovah's Witnesses. And I was limited in, first of all, my pool of people that I could quote-unquote love. And also the ways in which I could quote-unquote love. And so, 
Like, I had to... Basically, the way that they taught was, like, if you find somebody that you think is attractive, you basically have to make sure that if you guys have kids, you will... You will, uh be able to financially and spiritually provide for that family and so for a long time that was the way that i thought about everything even after i was not one of jehovah's witnesses <laughs> my cats uh even after i wasn't one of jehovah's witnesses i uh still kind of kept that bit of brainwashing i was just talking to somebody about this yesterday man but, um, I don't know. It, it caused me to be callous to monogamy for that reason. Because I was now thinking about, like, now I have to give my love to everybody. Like, I need to experience what it is to love and give love and receive love and have it be reciprocated and have it not be reciprocated and to just experience it in all of its forms. Yeah. Damn. You know, I grew up a uh, Christian Catholic, and I don't know. Growing up, see, I think I think growing up, one of the first things I definitely let go, um, which my mom's gonna not like hearing this, was like how quick and how deeply I let religious beliefs shape my views. You know what I'm saying? Because that can that shit can be detrimental long term, and I'm just not about that. Um, so I, I mean, I mean, we, we have multiple friends who are Jehovah Witnesses, and they all kind of live a similar lifestyle, um, you know. And they're all, you know, like yours show up in kind of relationship ways. We have another one where you know kind of shows up during the holidays, like it all shows up in a different way on how you guys kind of decided to cope, but. It's not my, you know, strong suit. We're not here to talk about that. I just want to talk. I just want to ask some questions. Grow my understanding. And hopefully my audience also grows their understanding on one of the year's biggest trend. Not to offend anybody. But it was one of those things that it kind of felt like it was left and right. And that's what a trend really is. It's, it's, really, it's like a fidget spinner. They've been around for years. It's an actual medical thing. <laughs> but we spent an entire year just... Fidget spinning shit with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But anyway. <clears throat> does anyone ever get jealous? Sometimes it happens. But that's why open lines of communication are always the most important part of living in existence like this. Because... <clears throat> Look, man. Not to cut you off. You can have open communication all you want, but here's where I'm at. If I'm hanging out with multiple women, maybe it's all sexual, maybe it's not. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you want to mix and match, whatever the fuck I want to call it. I'm going to eventually rather hang out with one more than the other. And eventually, if everyone's aware of what's going on, maybe this maybe this is why I'm monogamous. Monog yeah, whatever. But I'd be kind of hurt. Yo, I thought everybody was cool, but now she's cooler than me. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, See, he's cooler than me. But that's the thing. Yeah, let me finish. It's the real... It's setting the boundaries very early. 
a lot of the times that I've entered into relationships over the course of the last, I don't know, eight months-ish, um, it's been because I told everybody from the very beginning how it is that I get down and how, I don't know, how they, how they fit into the equation for me. And because of that, we oftentimes discuss what it is that we want to know and what it is that we don't want to know. Usually, the primary thing that people don't want to know is the other stuff. Like, nobody truly wants to know about the other, the other people that I'm talking to, the other people that I'm hooking up with, the other people that I'm seeing. Um, but sometimes people do want to know. I did have a partner that wanted to know. It was later determined that she didn't really want to know. <laughs> but... She she was like, I needed to know that, at least. Um, I had another partner that <clears throat> just wanted to know that if it came down to it, that she would still be the one. And at the time, that was something that I was prepared to offer her. But those are all at different times in my existence. But... Um, Man, listen, you're getting too sad for me. We're going to stop you right there. Because, God damn it, it's partners. But, no, no, I'm just joking. Here's one thing I got. I, I'm just dying to ask this. Because, you know, we kind of went from polyamory and everybody's kind of being in on it. And, again, I would, uh, you know, I was just joking. I was not trying to say that. Some Everyone, people have, hold some hold people on, have hold a don't ask, don't tell. I mean, no, no, that's fine. But we're still coming from a place where, for the general consensus, though, you know what's going on. But it sounds really mentally taxing because what I'm hearing is these thoughts were changing a lot quicker than makes it worth it. Like, if you're saying it's been eight months and three out of those partners have already been like, damn, low-key, I don't really know about this. This seems really, like, taxing to juggle. Is, is it? Or what am I missing here? Because... I'm trying to get, like, the perks of having all these partners, right? So, again, for me, I'm trying to find this person, which not everybody can fulfill all your needs. This is why you have friends. Um, but I'm trying to find this person where I have m most of my intimate moments with. Not most, but like, all my intimate moments with. So, I guess the question I'm really trying to ask is, like... If it's not about the sex, does each partner satisfy your life in a way that you need them? Or do you think you could still be monogamous for the right person? Because you said in the new year, you might try some different shit. So it sounds like you're kind of bouncing back and forth. So I'm just trying to get down to the bottom of if, this is, if three of these partners are giving you shit and one of them is not, would you ever just, you know what I mean? I mean, I could, I could, I could see myself kind of locking down, I guess, for one person. It would take a lot out of me to 
remove myself from multiple situations right now. Uh, but I think I could, I think I could do it. Um, why is it, uh, why do you think he could do it? So you, you trying to say there's not a single person right now that you know, or you could potentially meet that could be like, damn, I, Caleb Rainwater, just this, this is all I need. I think that there is a person that I could meet. The problem is that it's not so much the other people. It's my perception of my heart. And I am about to embark on my own journey of rediscovery. And if I can maintain more than one person on that journey, that'll be honorable and respectable. And I would love to do it. However, it's entirely possible that I come out of the other side of that journey and I realize that it is too emotionally taxing for me to keep all that going on. I just, yeah. So, after asking you all this, I need you to justify it. Because, are you a player? You know what I'm saying? Which, honestly, I don't want to say are you a player because... I'm not going to lie. When you hop into dating apps, a lot of women are out here saying, yo, I got a man. I'm just looking for a little side action. A lot of women are polyamorous. Like I said, it's a, it's a big trend. Not Actually, I, I think I know more women who are polyamorous than I know men who are. Because a lot of men are still toxic masculinity. Call it whatever you want. We don't really want the person who we're calling our partner just sleeping around with people. Which I know not a lot of people, you know, that's not what... Being polyamorous is about, but that definitely opens the doors to where your partner is sleeping with other people. And a lot of guys don't want that. So I've met a lot more women, call it whatever you want, who are polyamorous. So again, like, justify it to us people who aren't and to the men who aren't but maybe want to think about it. But I feel like a lot of men get called a player for it. Justify it. Are you not a player? I am not a player because I actually treat every single person that I have a real interact a real romantic interaction with. That just mean you're good in your game. That just mean that don't mean you're not a player. Well, I mean that's what I'm saying. I treat everybody that I have a real romantic re- uh, relationship with with the same amount of respect, if not more respect, than I would a person who gives it all to one person. Um, I personally feel like a lot of the times I am a bit fragmented. And so that's why I give each part of myself to someone who fulfills each part of that part of me. It's like Assassin's Creed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess, yeah. It's true. But, okay. Um... See, that's interesting to me. The reason why it's interesting to me is because, you know, like, obviously this is going to be from your perspective, but for those partners that you had that eventually just stopped working for them, what do you think exactly stopped working? Because if you're giving everybody the same attention and you're going out of your way to make sure everybody feels taken care of is what I'm getting, what kind of... What switched for them? The real thing that switched for them was 
truly nothing at all. It was just tolerance to the situation. Because a lot of the reasons why I lost partners during my period of polyamory this last year They got was... tired of you going to the meat market, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> they... That was fucking funny, too. <laughs> that was fucking funny. That was fucking funny. I'm just trying to stay on my shit. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. The real thing is, is that they were never truly into it. And these are things that they admitted to me after the fact, but they were never truly into it. And they tried to uh, they tried to bend in my direction, and I tried to bend in their direction a lot of the time as well by dedicating more time or more resources or whatever it was. Um, but ultimately they just couldn't they just couldn't handle it and one one partner told me she was like you know the real thing is like i just can't get over the idea that whenever you're not with me that you're with other people and i was like i mean a lot of times i'm i'm just by myself and i need time by myself i think that's something women universally don't understand they think men are always up to no good. Yeah. But a lot of times, dog, I'm in bed holding myself. Yeah, like yesterday I played video games with Tony for like four hours. <laughs> that was bomb. Then, but see? But then, the, anyway. We're not, <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're not here for He's that. He's probably out cheating. <laughs> Me out cheating. Yo, I need you to smash me. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So the, the real thing is, is... I, I try to be open. Some people still can't just get still just can't get over the hump. And that's okay. And we we talk about those things and we've gone our separate ways. And I wish them the best. They wish me the best. Some of them were still friends. Some of them still have an opportunity, I guess, in the future if I ever slow my ass down. Slow, slow my ass down. Oh, Caleb's moving too fast. <laughs> no, it is kind of funny. Um, Speed force. <laughs> man. Well, I asked all the questions I that I wanted to ask. Um, I, I know I kind of made some jokes along the way, but I do want to go and step out and say that, honestly, I understand it's a community out there that people just don't want to do the normal shit. Well, I'm not even going to say normal shit because what is normal, right? Um, so I understand people are out there and they want different things. Not everybody is wanting to just go with what everybody else is doing and they want to make their own community. I respect that. Do whatever you want to do. Do whatever makes you happy. I've always been a big advocate of that. No matter what it is that makes you happy, do it. Kill it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so I want you guys to understand, I was really asking these questions from a place of understanding, honestly. Uh, because the thing is, <laughs> if you know me, you already know I make jokes when I really shouldn't even be making jokes. So if that offended anybody, I apologize. That was not my intent. But I just wanted to kind of sit down with the homie and ask him, bro, what do you do what you do? Because I don't do that. I mean, have I been known <laughs> through my years to be to be courteous to the, to the fair sex? Of course. But I'm getting older now. 
apparently I used old emojis, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's where I'm coming from. Apparently, I used emojis that are too old. They were left back in 2018. We're going into 2022. That's where I'm at. So I got questions for the new trends because I'm not on top of all of them. Or not the new trends, the different ways of life that people kind of go about relationships and everything else. So, again, place of understanding. Uh, I also say this. So nobody jumps Caleb on his way home. Um, leave my man's kneecaps whole, <laughs> please. He, he didn't know he was going to get bombarded by these questions today. So don't attack him. And I also did leave some time that if you wanted to ask me any questions, floor is open. Well, I don't know. The real thing that I always like to ask people that ask me questions about these things is if you people always ask me, so what? So what made you polyamorous? Nothing necessarily made me polyamorous. I can think like, of a couple of things I made you polyamorous. Just like, just like <laughs> nothing really sets a person's sexual preference necessarily aside from the way that they're attracted to the human like the human body um i'm just i just want to love everybody <laughs> and i just want to give it so my question is always what makes you monogamous what truly makes you that way are you monogamous because it's more society acceptable and you feel like you could connect with more people as a monogamous monogamous individual or is it more so that you actually just want to focus on one person at a time because i don't know i mean if we're being honest in the podcast and everything and there's nothing less than a winning podcast without honesty. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Uh, I think it's because while I've never coined it as being polyamorous before, I mean, especially like, you know, after high school and during my first like couple years of college, when I was like actually doing my own thing, I didn't want to date anybody. I had multiple women who tried to date, but I was like, nah, like I was just, I'm out here hanging out meat like it's nothing. <laughs> like like the, the swap meat. <laughs> they said we got government rations. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, my freshman year in college, like that was cool. But I think this is something a lot of guys hate to admit, right? Like, I don't think it's necessarily a trick to get hella women. I think I think it's like actually harder to keep one woman. It, and not to like pat myself on the back, like you included, like when you're a decently attractive person, you kind of have options, right? Especially like the younger you are. And I kind of had a situation where I had options and I was kind of young. So I was kind of just doing whatever. But as I got older, one thing I always kind of miss was, again, like I said earlier, is having just one person to kind of have those moments with. Because when you're out in the streets, you know what I'm saying, you have a good time with one person. Then you have a good time with another person. And that cycle kind of repeats. But all these people kind of fade. So, and that goes along with, like, friendships as well, right? So, as I got older, what 
used to matter to me, you know, like being the life of the party and having a good time and everything else. I was like, yo, like, you know, you, you talk to a girl and you go, man, I've never been to Disney. She goes, well, let's go to Disney. And then y'all start doing some other shit. And then you have this like one person you kind of want to keep like having shit with consistently. And you go, you know, like, and this isn't, this isn't trying to say that like at that moment you're ready for it. Cause it might happen like way later that you're ready for it. But you kind of realize like, yo, I don't, I didn't really like the idea of just dying old with somebody, but I could do it for you. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of tight. Having that realization because I will say it's one of the very few things you see in Hollywood that does happen in real life. In real life, like you meet somebody, and the other thing with that too is like the older I got, the more and more I realized that people who had a type, people who only dated you know so and so with certain like accolades and da 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 da. It was nothing but charades because behind closed doors, they really just want somebody who cares for them. Because, bro, uh, pause. I've seen some of the baddest women and the dudes they're with. And, you know, again, you take all the, like, flash away. They just want somebody who care for them. Bro, like, I remember some of the girls that I've known in college and the guys they're with now. I'm like, damn, he's 22 and balding. But you're okay with that because that's what you want to be with. Well, maybe not 22. 25 and balding. That's not any better. <laughs> but, like I said, for me, I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, if this is my moment to speak on it, on my own podcast, it's like, you run into certain people who say certain things that last with you along the way. Like, we know Tommy Guns, and my man had that quote, only ugly people get married. Because what did he say? He go... You got to be ugly enough to where nobody else wants you for you to be like, yeah, I'm ready to settle down with one person forever. In a way, I feel it. That's for a certain community. I feel it. But I feel like that wouldn't be the case for me. Because like I said, I've already done it where I can get, like, oh, like, get with whoever you want to get with. Like, I've already done that. But I've always kind of been like, oh, I don't really want to do that. And then you kind of have instances where, we have the other coin. You got like people like DJ who goes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need to find me a partner because I'm trying to build. Like, fuck everything else. And now you see what he's built. So for me, like growing up and like running into the, I, you know what I'm saying? Like you run into this type of people, people who built a family, built communities and da 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 da. I started to understand the importance of a one person. Because you know what I'm saying? Like you got to have a team, right? You got to have the water boy. You got to have the guy who books the gym. You got to have the guy who who's like helping you lift the weights and don't drop it in yourself. And you got to have the guy who feeds you. But you only have one coach. You know what I'm saying? So like me as in me as like the prime athlete because I'm in fucking great shape. I've been eating a little too much lately, but that's neither near here nor there. I got to have a coach. And you can't you can't be coached by everybody. And that's where I'm at in my life. And I'm 26. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, when you win the fight, you don't want to run to, you don't want to run in, and, I, and now there's like six different coaches, and you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> Which one helped me out the most? You want the squad around you, and then the one coach should be like, thank you. That's where I'm at. Anyway. So that's why I, because like I said, man, growing up, 
I'm not used to the whole monogamous shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my college experience were in a frat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just wasn't the move. That just wasn't the move. But as you get older and you realize you want to own a boat, you want to own a house, you want to own, like, like the cabin, you want to you wanna have kids, you can't, at least for me anyway. Also, toxic masculinity or not, to wrap this up, because y'all probably thought this was very heartfelt. I'm not dating anybody who's getting raw dogged by anybody else. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Just toss it out the window. If that's in the equation, it's not happening. We're not splitting the mortgage because I believe in splitting bills. Pause. If you're getting a hot dog tossed on your hallway for no fucking reason. That's just where I'm at. Y'all thought that was heartfelt. There you uh, go. All right. <laughs> I was going to ask you, did you want to get married? Do I want to get married? Yes and no. I've always thought worst come to worst, I just need a surrogate. Personally. Worst come to worst, I want kids. But I don't know if I need to be married or with somebody to, to make that happen. But I do want them to be my kids. Um, would I adopt if I couldn't have kids? Which isn't the case, thankfully. But if that changes in the future, I would adopt. Um, do I want to get married? Yes. But I'm going I'm to admit, I'm a hot case. To be married to me, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I believe myself to be a work in progress. I, I think I'm a good guy. I think I'm a great guy. And I love very deeply. I'm a very passionate person. But for me to get married, we got to be on a whole different level. And honestly, like, I think I've only met very, very few people who I'm like, damn, I would marry you. You know what I'm saying? So would I get married? Yes, to the right person. Um, and I say that with like a maybe one in a million chance. Because, again, I'm also very happy with a surrogate. And then just having my son or daughter and just be having on my way. Man, honestly, you know how much harder that would make you <laughs> to 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 women. You're just like, yeah, you know, honestly, I just bought my own. I basically bought my own kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because the thing is, I'm not scared to be a single parent. I'm so stable. I'm not scared. Of, it's not even about stability. It's about like I want kids, but you also got to be open to the fact that it might not be in the cards for you to have it with in a marriage or just even randomly. But I do still want kids um, because I always say, too, we do it for the kids. If Like, who who do we do it for if it's not for the kids? I got to have somebody to leave my life's work for if it's worth leaving it to anybody. So, which I think it is. I'm Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Howard Stark. Yeah, that was kind of the wine, but we're out of the... We're out of the Shiraz. We're out of the Shiraz. But, no, nah, on some real shit. To get, the, to get the bottle opener. That's a, that's an honest answer. And, I mean, a lot of people might find that odd or might have some questions. Again, reach out to me, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're in the metaverse now, by the way. And ask me some questions. I'm glad to follow up and have these discussions with you guys. Um, 
But enough about the sappy shit. I want to talk about some other shit. Man, enough about the the relationships. Sorry, guys. I know some of y'all came here just for that. But I want to talk about some more lighthearted stuff before, you know, the year ends. Um, first thing I want to talk about, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Rolling Loud apparently is teasing the return of Travis Scott for Rolling Loud Miami. Right? I don't even know what to say about that. What what do you what do you want to know from me about that? You want my opinion? I, I mean, is it is it time for Travis Scott to come back on the stage? I think that I don't know. Here's the thing. People have been going to see people that they love for many, many years. People have been getting injured going to see people that they love for many, many years. And I'm not going to discount loss of life because every tragedy is terrible. However, what I will say is that you can't stop a person from performing forever. Like, what do you want him to do? Just give up his entire career because of one bad incident? And we have learned from this. And Rolling Loud is put on... Who, who is Rolling Loud put on by? That's Ticketmaster, right? Uh, front Gates or whatever. No, no, no. no. Nah, front Gates is a Ticketmaster yeah, uh, subsidiary. Yeah, they just sell the shit. I don't know. Uh, I just want to know who runs the who runs the crowd control, because as long as it's not Live Nation, we should <laughs> we should be fine. And I really think I I think I brought this up before. I'm not sure if it was in a previous recording, but we. We discussed this, and I was like, honestly, no one's talking about how Live Nation has had, like, I think it was, like, between three and 400 people die at their concerts over the years. And that was just, like, 10 people. So, like, no one, and, and, and over the years, I mean, literally in, like, the last five. <laughs> so, like, I... I <laughs> It's kind of ridiculous that everybody's like, hey, yeah, like we need to blame the artist because, you know, crowd control is 1000% his fault. And it has almost nothing to do with him. And when you think about it, he just organized the event. He told everybody else to make sure that they had their shit on lock. So, I mean, as long as Rolling Loud has their shit on lock, we should be fine. I agree. I, I think we need to. Obviously, hold people accountable. Accountability to be kicking some of your asses lately. I'm not going to lie. But we need to hold some people accountable for sure. Um, in terms of Travis Scott coming back to Miami, you know, you're hearing in the news he lost his cactus uh, alcohol deal. Um, the Dior deal lost, which I don't know. I don't think people understood the significance of that because, yes, artists collaborate with fashion brands all the time. But this is the first time Dior's done it. This is the, actually the first time Dior's allowed anyone to change their like trademarked designs and logo around their name for any collection. So this was going to be major because it was going to sell out, you know, for being honest. Um, so he's really losing his livelihood here. And people lost their lives, yes, I completely understand. But I, you know, I really believe in there has to be another way. Um, I don't really think somebody losing everything they own because the reason why I said I don't believe in somebody losing everything they own because 
you know, the thing is, Travis Scott makes millions. That's very true. But I'm also sure that his bills equal up to millions. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really want him to lose out on everything because now it's just going to be somebody else potentially on the streets. Not to say he'd ever end up on the streets. I'm sure these artists, you know what I'm saying? But it's this, it's a formula of we can't just be lashing out on these people without giving them an opportunity to redeem themselves. Um, and at the same time, I can't... Travis Scott doesn't work at the local post office. If he's not performing and doing other shit... Travis Scott's not making any money. You know what I mean? Like, there's no other stream of income for him. And we know a lot of artists, that's how they make their bread. Um, so, biased or not, because I'm a big Travis Scott fan, I would be excited to see him on a Miami stage. And like you said, if Rolling Loud can keep the crowd... Because the thing, too, is like... Travis... Because, you know, you, you also see the... Not to say this is a big part of it, but you also see the videos where a big artist comes out and they bring no energy. And the crowd dead you see that a lot you know so for travis scott to come out and the crowd to react the way they do not to blame the crowd at all because that's not what i'm doing it's it's just the energy you know what i'm saying like is he's actually lit like is he's actually a good time so i don't think we should ban him from the stage ever because again you know you come out the baby came out and, and he got booed and the baby is one of the hottest selling artists right now um like, other artists come out, and people will leave, and they go, oh, yeah, like, he was really lame. I didn't like that set. But no one's ever said that about a Travis Scott tour. Like, they always come out and go, oh, man, I was the rage of the century. Like, it was such a good time. Oh, I got a ring. Oh, I like that. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what did, what did Kanye do on Drink Champs? He goes, da 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 It's the same thing when you talk about Travis Scott. Like, he's a great artist. So I do think he should come back on the stage. Maybe a little bit differently. You know what I'm saying? We can always learn. We can always grow. But damn, I I don't want him to be banned. Period. I'm I'd go to see Travis Scott. Shit. I would. But anyway, that's all I really had to say about that. Um, for 2021 though, I know I've been grilling you this entire like episode. But what goals do you have, especially as an artist? Because we didn't talk about that either. That's my bad, actually. Uh, we definitely got to give Caleb his accolades. Um, he is an artist. Like, he also in the NFT space. So talk about a little bit about that, too. Not even what NFTs are, but just your position and where you've been and your experience with it. Um, so let's talk about it. Let's hear from you. I'm going to drink my wine while you talk. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some of my goals, I'll start there. Uh, my goals for this coming year are to create more content than i have ever created before whether that's physical art or digital art i just want to make stuff um i'm going to finally shoot my shot at some companies that i've been wanting to work for i won't bring that up until until they say that i can <laughs> until they say that i can um but we'll see how we'll see how that turns out um I am going to try to self-publish a book with a friend of mine uh, who has a master's degree in literature. So we're gonna we're gonna write like a book of poems. Uh, so that that'll be something to look forward to towards the end of next year. Um, 
And um, in terms of the NFT space and where I'm at with that, um, I haven't really been putting too much emphasis on it. Got a lot of haters in my realm of NFTs. Everybody, there's a huge like hater wave right now for NFTs. But uh, why do you think that is? I don't know. People are just tired of hearing of it, I guess. Um, but my thought process is, is like, this is like the same idea as Vincent Van Gogh being like, yo, like crazy shit, man. Like, look at this hmm. art. And people are like, yo, man, you're fucking weird. Like, that's just the way that it is. Like, everybody always does that shit. But you just gotta, you just gotta keep persevering through it, I guess, because... People are going to appreciate it, and some people aren't, but it's whatever. Like, I got in a huge argument with some people that we used to be in a fraternity with that were pretty upset that I was, like, defending NFTs. And I was like, man, honestly, all this shit is is a way for people to be like, hey, man, I'm going to pester you about my art. Which is what they were do anyway. Like, if I was selling canvases, you motherfuckers wouldn't buy it. I'm selling NFTs, and you motherfuckers still aren't buying it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't care what your opinion <laughs> is on it. Like, unless you're going to buy my shit. Like, you could buy my shit just to be like, there, I bought your shit. Now no one else can buy your shit, and you can get this shitty NFT off the internet. Fine. Buy it then. Honestly. <laughs> like, I have an NFT listed right now for, like, 68 bucks. Like, it, it's so much, it's so easy to enter the realm if you really, really want to. You can buy my first fucking NFT for, that shit is like 0 .012 Ethereum. Man, I'm actually getting ready to, to bring to bring on a friend of mine to talk about NFTs. Um, I'm still trying to decide how I'm going to format that episode because... The people want to act like they don't care about it, but I know they do. Same way about the metaverse. Again, we are on the metaverse. Go and listen to the first, one of the first podcasts on the metaverse, anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just know you're in a whole ass community, so I wanted to ask you about it. I wanted to get your opinion about it. And, you know, so when I bring her on and she kind of gives us more knowledge, I'm going to come back and revisit that with you. Um, because I definitely want to kind of talk about that. Um, but we're coming up in an hour here, guys. Woo! Man! I'm gonna clap. I'm, I'm gonna try to do this from the mics so without sound too loud. We did it, guys. It's a whole hour. Um, almost an hour, anyway. It's been your host with the most. It's been Luigi with my amazing guest, Caleb. I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you for stopping by. This is a lot of knowledge. I hope you guys learned a lot from that. And like I said, reach out to me. Tell your friends about this. The Winning Podcast on all platforms. Reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, however you guys want to do it. Let's discuss. Let's talk about this. I'm out of breath. I just ran an hour-long marathon just talking to y'all. I love it. This is why I do what I do. This is why I do what I do. And as always... The Winning Podcast. And don't overthink shit.